Hey everybody, today's episode is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is Brand Bucket. Deciding on a name and securing the appropriate domain is often a struggle for entrepreneurs and startups. Endless hours are spent on brainstorming names and attempting to find that perfect name. Brand Bucket helps you solve that problem so you can focus your time on solving the more pressing ones. Brand Bucket is the largest marketplace for curated, creative business names with a .com domain. Names are pronounceable, easy to remember, catchy, and short. The best part is that they are all guaranteed available at a fixed price, so you don't have to go through the arduous task of price negotiations. Each name also includes a high-quality logo that is ready for immediate use. For a limited time, you can go to brandbucket.com slash howibuiltit to get started. How I Built It listeners will get a $75 Envato Marketplace gift card with the purchase of any name. The next sponsor is Securi. Securi offers website owners peace of mind and professional support when they need it most during a security incident. If you need top-notch protection for your website, or if your website has already been compromised and needs to be clean, nobody is better than Securi. They will protect, detect, and support your website for you. Head on over to Securi.net to learn more. That's S-U-C-U-R-I dot net. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to How I Built It, a podcast that asks, how did you build that? I am here with my guest and very good friend, Zach Gordon. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thanks for being on the show. So, uh, Zach, you are a a developer, an educator, uh, an internet extraordinaire, and a whole bunch of other things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today we are going to talk about uh, JavaScript for WordPress, right? You're a kind of online master course. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. So can you tell us uh, just a little bit about the course and how you came up with the idea? Sure. You know, something folks have probably heard me talk a bit about, and I don't know if we've all forgot about the, uh, hey, everybody go learn Word or uh, JavaScript deeply from the WordCamp US last year. We got the WordCamp US coming up again this year. I'm excited for that. So that's kind of a year that this will all have been in the move. But it was a transition between not being a treehouse anymore, figuring out what I'm going to do, hearing that homework assignment from Matt Mullenweg to learn JavaScript deeply and taking it on, maybe not fully knowing how big this course would really get, but it's been a cool process. And uh, yeah, happy to talk more about it. But that was kind of the origin of it, just the timing and uh, thinking it would be a cool project. I mean, I've worked with JavaScript before, but never really at Treehouse had a chance to tackle the API or javascript stuff. So it was like kind of a fresh start doing my own thing and building up around a lot of that stuff, I guess, is what we could get into a bit more. Yeah, most definitely. And then I remember, uh, I remember Matt saying that at WordCamp last year. And I remember thinking, like, I need to brush up on my JavaScript chops a little bit. But I also remember talking to a whole bunch of other like front end developers who were like, I've never touched JavaScript before. So that was good homework for us to get. And I, you know, I think the the courses. You know, I did some proofreading for the course, and it looked it looked really good in the iteration I saw. So, did you? It, it looked really well thought out, and you've developed courses before. So, uh, did you do a whole bunch of research on this, or did you kind of just like go with what you know, or or how did you develop the course outline? Wow. So, I guess I could kind of start backwards from that. The course outline I knew how to get to the API, but 
kind of knew before that you had to be able to do something useful with the API, which decided to focus pretty much just on full JavaScript, either decoupled or, you know, heavily rewriting or doing it differently than what would normally be in a plugin or theme. So I and knew, this is okay, the, this is the, sorry, there's the WordPress uh, REST yeah, API, right? We, oh, sorry. We, yeah, yeah. We, neither of us so mentioned that to... explicitly. <laughs> you know, the only API out the there, it's for API. WordPress, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> Other sites do that? So... <laughs> So that was kind of the the idea, and I thought, oh, cool, we'll just get into each of the major frameworks, you know, Angular, Ember, Backbone, React, and build a little something with it, then that'll be that. But kind of like you had mentioned, after I had done the outline and done quite a bit of research, which I'd love to kind of chat about, but after I'd done that, I realized, you know, most WordPress developers learn PHP or learn JavaScript just from getting into projects and kind of learning around and don't necessarily have classical programming training. And you could do that, I think, a bit more with PHP because it doesn't have some of the intricacies of the browser and coding environment and um, some other events type architecture that's a little bit different. So I realized, okay, I'm going to have to go back and include like all introduction to JavaScript. And and that comes to the research part because basically I took every online JavaScript course I could find, like sign up for all of them and just did like a month and a half, two months of just watching videos all day, taking courses, reading as many articles because I had been teaching JavaScript since like 2004 or five maybe, but not since like 2010 or 11 when I kind of switched more towards WordPress. So it's changed a lot in that. I kind of missed a lot of the node stuff and definitely some of the bigger frameworks. So I had to learn all of those, build projects with them, get advice, talk to tons of people, ask people like you to help me review the stuff. And that was sort of how it all came about. So I had a decent JavaScript foundation. I knew just from buzzwords what we had to cover, and then it was kind of uh, filling it in from there. And uh, it's been, wow. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny because I just finished a week of rest with the folks from Human Made. So like a week-long thing doing React front-end with the API and kind of building a cool little project. And it was cool because when I started it, I didn't really know react that much i knew the api but hadn't really built with it and and to have like less than a year later be very comfortable with whatever we were doing with it was really cool so yeah the course seems to be in line and going in the right right way with all this that sounds awesome and and that's a really that's a great point about php versus javascript and something i hadn't really thought of right i just i always tell people that php is a good first language to learn if you're learning programming because it's like it's weak typed and you can really focus on syntax and things like that. And JavaScript is just so vastly different. And people, you know, people still think that it's it's not as powerful as maybe it should be, or or maybe it's just not that powerful. And it, it does a whole lot of crazy things. And if you don't understand what you're doing, I mean, y- you can like blow up your browser and 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 things and uh, things are not gonna work the way you think it is. So I mean Starting at square one, I think, is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. And like, it's funny because so just to bring out one of those, I think, biggest differences is that with JavaScript, you have the language itself and its syntax, which and scope, which is a little bit different in ways, but but kind of a cool, nice, simple language. I personally like it. And then 
you also get into the DOM pretty quickly, which is interacting with it, unless you skip it all completely and kind of get a framework. <laughs> and then you still have to know what you're doing. But the DOM is an API. It's an API for the browser and for the HTML and the CSS. So like immediately, you're not just programming JavaScript, you're interacting with the API for your browser itself. And like that's pretty heavy so you have to kind of know the conventions around that and like you said and it's not even so much classical training because even those people get tripped up with javascript because classes and some of the object orientedness which javascript is fully is, is different anyway sorry not to get too into it all but just to kind of yeah extend on that uh yeah definitely and are you uh are you classically trained in programming like uh do you have a your degree in, in coding or anything like that so i have taken some computer science courses it was funny i was actually kind of teaching at the college and high school level without an official cs degree but part of no child left behind and uh federal like regulations you have to have a degree in what you're teaching so i went back for one but never ended up having to complete it because i could just drag it on for a long time (laughs) but I, i actually went back to teach classes and then the next semester was teaching at the school where i went to take them so it's kind of funny how, how it all works out. So I have some enough to understand it and teach things like Java, but um, also definitely, you know, I learned more programming from just working with PHP and WordPress early on. Tweaking themes was kind of my early into it working practically. So I could definitely relate to that, people coming from it from that angle. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, especially in the WordPress community, people are self-taught and then tweak and mess around and then kind of get the formal uh, the formal so i tried to teach myself a little bit but most of my education came from college just because i don't know some of the teachers i had really helped me understand things and i didn't really get into hardcore programming until college anyway so but awesome uh so I find the reason I started this podcast is is I love talking to people. I love getting their perspective. I love bouncing ideas off of people. And I, I know that you put together a crack team of, of uh, people to help out with the course. So aside from like the actual content, did you talk to people about features, business advice, direction, things like that? Yeah, definitely. Like as if you go to the JavaScript for WordPress site, um, I have a bunch of advisors up there, yourself being one of them, and definitely pulled advisors from different categories. Um, some were more educators, had that experience. Some were more salespeople that had worked with either product or marketing or just people from WordCamps that I just, you know, met and trusted and, and appreciated their feedback. So yes, I did have that. I give a big, wow, well, there's too many shout outs. Mark from Server Press, Troy from WP Elevation have been like very helpful with bouncing ideas off of like just Really, the most unique thing I, I had to tackle in in kind of that regard were, was this is such a big course and it's been rolling out over time. So how do I both let people in who want to learn the content that is currently being rolled out, whether it's all the basic JavaScript stuff and advanced JavaScript stuff that's just kind of winding down and then the next level that's releasing now, which is all the libraries and frameworks. How do I let people in, kind of scale it because I'm managing all this myself, which has gone really well, the support um, hasn't been too intense and, you know, it's going well in that regard, but doing enrollment periods versus just open enrollment. So I can kind of manage that has been very helpful. And then just, you know, people like Brian at Postatus who were awesome and kind of plugged the course and Tanya from Know the Code, whose students were kind of, she's doing more of the PHP and software dev stuff and I'm doing kind of a more full stacking JavaScript. So those people were great in connecting with that and advice and how to approach things. Yeah, Tanya was huge because I was doing like, 
I was taking a day to like really manicure and make videos as short and like concise as possible. But then I was putting days work in and getting like 25 minutes of content. I'm like, dude, I can't keep this up. This is crazy. And so I took her approach, which is a bit more of like, I'm just going to sit down and roll with it, which is what I used to do at Treehouse. Like I just, you know, have an outline and, and go. And so that's making things richer, more content. So, you know, not all the students are keeping up even with the content. Uh, release schedule which is like that's that's awesome for me i'd rather be on that end than the other Definitely. but yeah so that's kind of marketing how that has helped and some of the advisors and different areas so yeah hopeful nice. for sure i'm gonna have to check out the way you do videos because i'm the kind of the same way it takes me like four hours to produce like a five minute video and just it's like something easy like how to register your domain but like if i mess up talking or if i like miss a part i'm like i have to do it all over it's it's a lot of work so you know getting that Getting that process right, I, I imagine, helps a whole lot. Oh, well, I can tell you, actually, there, I just have an editor, and I just send all my ScreenFlow files, I drop them into, uh, plug in the Etherdown, drop them into Google Drive, and then I get everything back edited from there. So I don't worry about mistakes, mix-ups. I can just be like, okay, starting over, and I'll tell you, like, that's like... If I had to edit all these and do that myself, it, it would probably be unsustainable. I just, like cry because i have so much content to still edit through and worry about that stuff and i know some people just kind of do a bit more raw take but it's been worth it for me and like trying to have that higher end production um is kind of had to incorporate into the price and all but i know it makes such a huge difference and uh yeah i couldn't imagine doing it otherwise so i'll have to hook you up with my person then yeah, definitely. And actually that's <laughs> this is <laughs> this is great cuz I, I mean i think that this is like, we can just roll this into the next question, which is how did you build it? Because, you know, something that I think I, I myself included, a lot of people will go the do it yourself route at first to try to save money. Right. And with this podcast, I've learned, like, I'm going to take my raw audio. I'm going to take your raw audio. I'm going to send it to, you know, a guy that I found on Fiverr. I'm not paying him five bucks. I'm paying him more than that to do it right. Like to do it like his best, but if I was editing this, it would take forever. Like it wouldn't be worth mm. it. And and paying yeah. the the thirty bucks for him to do it is is well worth my time. So maybe we could touch on that in the how did you build the course? So there's like a lot of moving parts here. So maybe we could just start with what you think makes the most sense. Yeah. So I could. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll walk you through it all. And for anybody that's like wants to geek out on the specific like plugins and tools and software, I'll give you all those details. So basically. It started with, I'm going to start with the recording aspect because that's kind of before I have the site, got to have stuff to put up there. So originally I really wanted to do like treehouse kind of videos in a nice recorded, like me on camera I felt was very important for my branding and I wanted to continue that. So I tried several times and in different ways and kind of learning some and asking other people to set up a home video studio. And that just really didn't work in part because I couldn't get the right lighting, my where I'm recording is very low ceiling. So that was tricky. And after like months and months of like, I had to eventually give that up just to focus on screencasting, which I'll get to in a minute. But there was one area where I found that just plugging into the local photographer and like wedding videographer scene in the DC area was enough to find me some people that we could rent out a co-working space at night and like record some legit, like super high quality. We just both show up for a couple hours. And so like after I finish major sections, I'll go back and just have like a 
for every section of videos, I'll have one overview video that is me and that. I haven't done that because I've just had to put it off with planning and, and prepping the, the cost. But that was one place for, you know, 1500 bucks can go a long way and just getting something that somebody else is, is going to be way above the par. So that was kind of the video, the, the home recording. I've got a blue Yeti mic here plugged in to my Mac. I'm using ScreenFlow to record uh, Keynote for the slides and then, you know, just my basic code editor for a lot of the stuff. And I did hire a motion video person to do our history of JavaScript video. If you go onto the JavaScript for WP.com blog, there's some free videos I released during the last enrollment period. And one of them is history of JavaScript. So this cool interactive timeline and stuff hired someone to do that, which was kind of expensive, but I really wanted to have it. And I, I didn't use it as much as can or as might have. If you know a cool motion person, it might take a little time to get them. But another place where I just kind of outsource wasn't worth my time to really learn it well enough or get keynote bending in that kind of way. I couldn't really do it. So, And then, like I said, I save the, the screen flow files are smaller than if I export them for some reason. So I just grabbed the whole screen flow, which is like a packaged file, and put it on Google Drive with my ethernet cable because the wi-fi was not fast enough and uh upload those get them back edited and then they actually the editor drops them directly into wistia for me i use wistia for the videos for a number of reasons and one that is just kind of a side effect is she's like dude this is so easy i just like drag and drop upload them and can you like inline click to edit names and stuff for titles of videos so we do that then i could preview them embed them into wordpress and that kind of brings us into, I could take a pause for a sec, and uh, then we can get into maybe the more site end of it and, and that side of stuff. But that's kind of the, I think most of the tools and, and stuff I'm using on the back end for recording. Cool. Very cool. And so you're using, you're using Wistia, you, you have an, an editor, you, you hired out people to help you kind of record the Treehouse-esque videos in, in, in a, um, in a co-working space. I think that's, I think that's really great advice for anybody listening is that, uh, you know, it might affect your bottom line a little bit, but just think about your hourly rate in, in that regard. Like if you're going to charge a hundred bucks an hour or whatever, and it takes you four hours, it's costing you 400 bucks as opposed to somebody who can do it in an hour and, and whatever you pay them. So that's a lesson that I've kind of learned doing these things. And I, I'm, I'm glad to see it's being reinforced by, by you. Cause I mean, you're, you're a pro in this, in this space, you know, you've, You've recorded a ton of videos, audios, you've developed a, a bunch of courses. So uh, I'm really glad to hear that. So Yeah, man. And it's it's kind of like let the pros do their pro job. One thing I definitely learned at Treehouse is like respect for audio developers, uh, you know, video people, editors, like that stuff. And they're just like banging at it like I might be with JavaScript or WordPress, you know. So yeah, a lot of respect there. And it's cool to work with them. And if your budget can handle it and allowing it and doing it right, which if you're going to pursue it should, yeah, definitely recommend it's been you know my experience it works can help definitely help awesome so uh what about the tech side yeah so getting into kind of the front end and website one thing i'll say with wistia that's been a little tricky is wistia has and i love the company big fan have been since very early on when they launched and uh but their transcripts that are built in are a little bit expensive it is nice that you can get them in app and i was doing that for all of them but like that price of transcripts is like $5 a minute or something gasp. And we've got what 14 <laughs> hours of content already. So like, yeah, do that math real quick. It gets freaking expensive. So found another site. Hold on. Yeah. Not seeing it. So I'll just go on. But I, I kind of just put a poll out on Twitter and, and got folks feedback on 
uh, a transcript company. I think uh, Rev.com. I think that's them. Yeah, I've heard of that. I think Chris Lima has tweeted about them and, and stuff like that. I've heard nothing but good things about them. Yeah, so solid. The only thing I recommend is that don't by accident purchase transcripts when what you want is captions because I put in a bulk order in my accident, learned that lesson for a pretty penny and couldn't get them really converted from one into another. So transcripts are converting into text like you're going to paste into the page and the captions have the minute by minute kind of sync up so that it goes in the video. They're the same price, a dollar per minute. So, you know, I'm already saving $4 per minute, but I haven't actually put back in and redone the transcripts in part just because that that initial like last enrollment period money went so far and this is a pretty big investment. I do want to stay committed to it and I do have a number of international students that have said that it's a really cool feature and noticed when the videos stop having it. So I feel bad in that regard, but it's also like, you know, to be frank, kind of a business, you know, determination as well and just but uh, you know, stuff that will be added and as a final product definitely getting there. So that kind of plugs in with the the Wisty and the video. And then, so how to use WordPress, right, of course. <laughs> and I met one of the guys for LearnDash, which is one of the LMS options for WordPress at WordCamp US. Same weekend, buddies at WP Valet had done some work with them. So, you know, like friends and friends and family and all that. And, and I just like, I remember standing there off off the bar just be like hey so does it have this feature does it have this feature okay so well like what were what were things i'm asking I'm like okay so how do quizzes work do quizzes get assigned to a video or are they assigned to a section can you hook it up with badges can you get downloadable pdf certificates when they're done um, how does this work with profiles and profile like facing pages and can i reward points with it and how do videos get marked as complete and these kind of things so it was like boom, 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 all the way down the list. And I was pretty impressed. So I was like, all right, I'll go with Learn Dash. And it was cool because I had a contact point there that I could just email when I had questions. And as you're learning something new, like how freaking valuable is that? Justin over at Learn Dash, thank you a ton because he definitely helped in that regard. But overall, it's pretty intuitive, way more powerful than I have even got to using. And so I recommend it in that regard, but I've also used Sensei and some of the other ones. I haven't checked out Lyft LMS. Is that one of the new ones? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's uh, WP101, I think, is using that. What? Okay. I know. So I'm I'm also using LearnDash. I talked to Justin, and they've sponsored the show before. And, and <laughs> cool. uh, Yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of that. I was using Sensei at first, and there were things that I wanted that I had to kind of custom code myself that learn dash already had built in so i'm like no brainer like i'm using i'm going with this and i'm discovering new stuff every day as i develop more courses so it's it's a great tool i think but i've heard really good things about lift lms too yeah the one thing i'll say about learn dash that i learned is not to try to use a duplicate post plugin with quizzes and things it was more with quizzes because they were tied in weird ways in the back end and i was like hacking the db trying to like reassociate things it was a hot mess and not worth the time so take the time to learn their template structure they have like quiz templates where they have a bazillion options when you're working with a quiz and you could save those or course templates and things and so make sure you you take the time to do that because i tried to cut it you know shortcut and that was not worth it I'm really glad you told me that because I'm going to start on a new course and I was going to use a duplicate post plugin <laughs> this week. Like. Okay, cool. 
So let me let me just like I'm gonna read through my little list here of plugins that I've installed that kind of relate to it for those who are listening and interested. Badge OS from the folks at WebDev Studios is kind of the go-to badge plugin for WordPress, and it integrates with LearnDash. So anytime they do something, they could get a badge. It also lets you do points. So I have something set up, but points are a little bit weird, like, and they're kind of tied to badges. So I found kind of a limitation in that. What I wanted to do is like, okay, if you finished a quiz, you'd get a badge. But what I was really after is anytime you finished a quiz, you get points. So the way you have to set that up is you have to say, anytime you earn a badge, you get this many points, but you still get the same badge. So it's like they have one badge, but then they get points. So like some of that stuff was a little bit quirky and not as flexible as I would like, but it's the main option and it's pretty solid. So there's a badge OS and learn dash add-on integration. So we have that going. There are some learn dash plugins like course access manager, which is like for groups creating. And I found that really helpful. So a business We've got XWP, which is awesome, doing like internal training with their folks. So they have, you know, like a main business account and they could track the progress of all their employees taking it. And once this is done, that's probably going to be one of my main targets because this course is just like so rich and just so taking it from beginning to end. And I'm like, wow, you can kind of just sit someone down at this and be like, oh, yeah, here you go. Good to go on whatever now. So those were some, there were some bugginess with quizzes. So there's this little plugin called delete specific data that um, I had to work with in order to like, if someone like a quiz is bugging out on them, you could delete that quiz uh, attempt and then they could keep going back to it. That, oh, I'm sorry. The, the course access manager, it was different. The course access manager, there's an integration between WooCommerce and LearnDash. And, you know, you've probably already worked with this, but if you're new to it, um, there are some plugins that help with that. So basically when somebody pays for a product, they be, they get access to the course as well. And so I should mention at this point that like, so we're using LearnDash and WooCommerce and then there's some integration with that. But I had some folks from Pango.world which is a web development company. And actually some of, they were Treehouse students and they're based out of South Africa and they reached out to me and they're like, hey mate, um, we'd love to help with the site if you need anything. And that was one area where I knew, man, if I have to do all this course and then build a site, you can't build a site like this in a weekend. You know, it's the thing that you and I would tell ourselves, yeah, dude, I'll just knock out the site. And then you're (laughs) like, dude, I, I want to tweak like one little custom WooCommerce thing for all weekend. And like, that is just not getting done. So again, like part of hiring people is just knowing yourself well enough and knowing the time it's going to take you to definitely, you know, you're not getting it done. So this was a godsend. And thank you a ton to the folks at Pango World for helping because they set up most of this integration and stuff. I kind of knew I wanted to learn Dash. And so I'd like installed that and a few like, modules put in just to test it out but they helped with so much of this stuff and part of it was them researching these integrations and part of it was me like just asking but their help was instrumental so again i mean now we're talking kind of getting into a three thousand dollar budget or so hiring all these people to do these parts but also this was like my main income and gig for for the year so it made sense but also they they were they were donating their time which i know not anybody can can get and it was a very cool and huge thing. And part of it was, you know, they, they learned a lot of their chops doing the Treehouse WordPress courses and and wanted to help. And, man, I, I put them to task. I worked those 
boys. So thank you again. <laughs> so they, uh, they did that. And we also used a theme because I thought that we might have to have some groups or like BB press or buddy press integration, which I knew could be tricky. If you've ever tried to theme a buddy press installation, it could get really tricky, especially if you're trying to put notifications wherever you want, or just like assuming, Oh, I could grab whatever data cause it's WordPress and just like stick it wherever. I, I mean, I've, I've definitely struggled with that. So I knew it'd be nice to maybe go with a theme that was already set up to work with this. So buddyboss.com is a theme site that makes some pretty good both. I knew about them from doing my treehouse course on buddy press. And I was like, dang, these were the most solid themes I could find really good folks. And then they came out with a theme called social learner for learn dash and sensei. It works with both of them. So I just grabbed that because I was like, all right, this is going to look basic and like enough of what we need. Actually, originally, the whole learning site was going to be behind a subdomain. So I didn't actually expect the front and back end to be the same. If like you go way, way back machine or something and look at the site, it was set up differently. It was just like a very simple white page. And I figured, oh, let's just keep a simple sign up page and then we'll kick them over to, you know, learn.javascript for WP and sign up there. And I had advice of why to do that. It's like simpler. I don't have to worry about double theming or, or consistent theming throughout it. And it's just like, ah, it'll be easier this way. But there are kind of some issues. Like, do you have two WordPress installs? Is like one just a static site? Then are they just signing up on one page? Then if I wanted to show portfolio, or if I wanted to show badges and have people be like, uh, kind of like Treehouse has profile pages, like, oh, I can't do that on the main site unless I'm pulling from the API on the subdomain and then displaying them in JavaScript. And again, all these plans of like, oh, I'll just build all this with JavaScript. It's like, no, dude. So uh, (laughs) the the folks at Pango World made the decision and really pushed to do it as one solid thing. They're like, well, we'll we'll theme the front end. We'll use this theme. We'll get the back end looking nice with this. And we'll just take that approach. Then it's only one WooCommerce install. It's all in one domain. If you have profiles, you can control them that way. So all that. Oh, also, that got a little icky because, oh, geez, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. I'd originally used WooCommerce not hooked up to LearnDash, so there were some quirks in importing people. Mm-hmm. We had to, you know, use some WordPress importers and then make sure that they had access, but then the usernames kind of got messed up, so we had to override usernames because they were, like, email addresses, which was not good, and, like, that, yeah, just some weirdness yeah. kind of ensued, and we needed some plugins to hide, or we wanted to hide the profiles, but we also wanted to show them, but we didn't want everybody to see everybody and listing. It was just kind of weird. So came across some issues there, but pretty much once everything was set up, you know, it was a pretty much my boy who does the cross press, who does the single page checkout for WooCommerce. Really that. So had that in, you basically just sign up, you get access to the course and you get going. We've got a BB press forum that I'm using on the back end for all support. You know, some people email me, but uh, try to do it through there. And it's, it's been pretty, pretty good. And so that's pretty much the full, full stack, you know, that Wistia embed gets going in every page. So I check all my stats from Wistia because with LearnDash, you could check how many people have completed quizzes or completed sections, but I couldn't really get a nice pretty tabbed or like report how I was really hoping to be able to just view in a graph out of all my population, how far or all the students who's where. And I couldn't really get that. So I kind of use Wistia for that. It's not a really good gauge, but it shows 
the reason I use Wisti is because they have such amazing stats, among other things. And so I could see heat maps of how far into videos people have gone. And if you haven't checked out Wistia.com for video, they're, they're, they're pretty great. And so I can go there and see, oh, this many people have watched this video, these many videos. And I could get a rough percentage of, okay, if only five people have watched this out of 400 students, I kind of have a good gauge of, all right, people haven't quite caught up to where we are yet. Let's keep bumping out content, um, that sort of thing. Awesome. Man, well, that is... That is a lot. Like, if you're looking to set up like an online course, just like grab this podcast and and hang on to it because I I was taking notes furiously. Yeah, that was yeah. Sorry, I just I just routed it off because I know if I was on the other end, like Sean from WP One Hundred One has this great blog post on um, a home podcasting setup with the best equipment and what he's he's learned, and that ha- was super helpful. I don't have all of that stuff maybe yet, but um. So in that honor uh hopefully if you're trying to do the core stuff this this information could be helpful and kind of a dump of yeah, everything absolutely and and the show notes will be full for this so uh <laughs> awesome we are banging up against time uh so uh, i know we hit on a little bit of the the transformation and a, and a little bit about the future but i really want to ask you what trade secrets do you have for us you know you've been developing courses for uh, a while for a bunch of different places and and so you know, what, what, what advice do you have for the listeners? All right. Trade secrets is this, like I wasn't fully expecting it, but this course is legit. Take you to full stack JavaScript developer territory. And it's a game changer. Like I've been coding in JavaScript more than PHP in the last year. And like thinking about things differently, seeing different opportunities, working with different sets of folks around that. And the biggest thing for me is that like, as an educator, what I see coming is that folks are going to enter WordPress in not too long, the coming year, three years, and this is going to be their avenue of how they learn it. They're learning like the the development tools, they're learning the frameworks, they're learning the Angular, the React, and then just plugging in with the API and doing kind of crazy stuff and taking it from just like how so many of us learn PHP from coming in through theme development, that this other avenue, like that door is open. And I feel with this this course and just kind of living in this world and, and working in it that, that that's coming. And nobody has to like rush or feel that like, oh, I got to get up and I got to start doing this or I have to start offering it to my clients or I'm going to become like obsolete. I really don't feel it's that kind of scenario. I think it's more just how things are shifting and changing and we'll see how it influences us. But like, you're not going to be obsolete anytime soon. And like, yeah, it's cool to learn, but this course is a doozy in it and it's a lot to learn and it's kind of different thinking in certain ways. But, um, that's where we're at. That's the trade secret, bud. That's that's what I gotta let you in on from from where I'm sitting. Awesome, thank you. Well, I I really appreciate that. That's excellent, Zach. This is a great conversation. I could talk to you all day just about like Dude, everything. You know, so. yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Brand Bucket and Sakuri. Before we go, I want to tell you about uh, something new that I've started uh, over at Patreon. Patreon allows people to uh, make contributions to projects that others are creating. So if you go to patreon.com slash how I built it, you'll see that I'm currently accepting contributions to do things like uh, create more content, uh, do longer interviews, tell stories about how other things like Disney World, uh, Yankee Stadium, or the Eiffel Tower were built, and a lot more. Uh, At the highest level, you will even be able to submit questions for me to ask uh, 
future guests. So if you head on over to patreon.com slash how I built it, you can contribute anywhere from one to $10. I've got a lot of really cool things planned. Uh, with the first round of money, I want to transcribe all of the current episodes as well as upgrade some of my travel equipment in hopes that I'll be able to do some cool interviews uh, at WordCamp US coming up in December. So again, head over to patreon.com slash how I built it and contribute. It would be deeply appreciated. Thanks so much. And until next time, get out there and build something.